This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. By this time next week, we will have known what the first round of the NFL draft looks like, and we will be looking forward to the second and third rounds. We've been talking about this for years, it feels like. Later tonight on next Friday will be the second and the third round. Always an exciting weekend. Like I've said before, the the biggest draft in sports, no question about it. It, It's an event. Speaking of events, before we get into this, isn't it crazy how the schedule release has become an event, too, for the NFL? Well, that's that's just because of COVID last year. They delayed it, I think, all the way to, like, July last no, no, year. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They did delay it because of COVID last year. But no, 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 it wasn't just because of COVID last year. This oh, been, I think it this was. This has been an event for years and years Are now. you sure? We do Steelers Nation Radio special broadcasts whenever the Steelers schedule okay. gets released. It's, it's like a celebration day for... NFL fans, well, maybe, because this maybe is the only, date you find out about the other dates. Right. Maybe it only felt like a spectacle last year because of the anticipation, because it was put off for so long. It's because a I think I think they year. said early on that there was going to be no preseason, so you didn't have to release the schedule, you know, ahead of time, you know, way before August, so that teams could plan for that and everything. So I guess now. There's you can't delay that because there will be a preseason. I mean, there's an entire NFL Network special showing the release of the schedule. I mean, people eat go. this stuff up. It, it's insane, uh, and I eat it up too. I mean, who am I kidding? I can't right. wait to see what the Steelers schedule looks like. We're gonna do an entire episode walking through that schedule once we know, you know, who falls where. Uh, but yeah, the NFL, the ancillary. The, it's just another example of why the NFL is king. The ans- oh. the ancillary things are bigger than some other sports, actual sports. I mean, no question. No offense to hockey, but more people are going to watch the NFL draft than the Panthers and the Hurricanes playing in the game. You, you know what I mean? Like it's I bet just... on that game last night, yikes. <laughs> you I'm a degenerate. You, you have a problem. I do. But that's just the way it goes. I mean, it's just... It, it, it's so much bigger than everything yeah. else oh, yeah. that just the things on the side of it, the, the side shows are, are elevated even mm-hmm. more in the draft more so than any. I mean, for God's sakes, even the combine before the draft. I mean, you have people going to Indianapolis, descending onto that city, Missed that doing, this year. doing broadcasts. I mean, there's so much media availability. It's the circus yeah. really at every step of the way in the NFL offseason, And the big event is the draft. So we're going to do a little mock draft in here. Kellen's going to be the captain. Of I this love doing ship. this, man. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. First pick is number 24 overall. Uh-huh. Are we on the clock, Kellen? We are on the clock. Yeah, I just uh, hit the button here. Um, are we? Do we want to look at trade offers? No, nah, we're not doing trades. Okay. I, it right. always just complicates things too much on the radio. I, I don't think. know, man. All right, we'll reject the three that we had. We had one with the with the Browns, absolutely not. One with Denver, no. And then one with Oakland, but no. Okay. All right, we're on the Vegas. clock. Vegas. Or, yeah, <laughs> Vegas. Goodness gracious. So, I've been hearing this a lot lately. Very wise, I think. A wise man said it. If you want to win for right now, the Steelers with number 24, you pick a running back. If you want to build for the future, you pick a tackle. If you want to do what the Steelers always do, (laughs) you pick a center. I want to win right now. I I think we've illustrated that that should be the mindset with Ben Roethlisberger coming back. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't see any reason why there should be any investing towards the future of a significant amount when, you know, you only got Ben for one more year. You don't even know who the quarterback's going to be next year. So as far as the Steelers are concerned, it should be a one-year window. They should put blinders up for anything involving the future, and i got to take the best running back available here. Um, 
Well, I just want to say this. So earlier today, Pro Football Focus tweeted out a picture of the potential Steelers offense in 2021 with Ben, Claypool, Juju, Deontay, and Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the caption was, who was stopping this potential Steelers offense? And Crowley quote tweeted it saying, the offensive line. So is it, I was going to say Ben, but yeah, well, probably like the offensive one line One or the too. two, yeah. So, I mean, yes, you could go with Najee here or, or whichever running backs are available, but does it really matter if the offensive line can't even block for them? Well, Mr. Crowley, what if in the second round the Steelers draft an offensive tackle yeah. and in the third round they get a center? Then yeah. all of a sudden things look a little different, right? Right. I know um, that there's a lot of rookies who are putting a lot of eggs in those baskets, but still, there's depth at least there. Absolutely. So we're making a pick here, boys. Um, Who's the best running backs left? Did Harris uh, go? Harris went. And ETN went. ETN went too? Um, Oh, my goodness. So wait, Tom, we weren't here for this last week. So we obviously had a a fluke of a draft happen with Micah Parsons Parsons somehow falling to to 24, and we couldn't pass up on that. Um, He's not there right now. Ah, damn it. Anyways, at 24... I believe we we went with Parsons, and then in the second round, by the time we got there, all three, Harris, Etienne, and Javon Taylor, were were all gone. Yeah. And so we didn't say we wanted to reach on Michael Carter then. So we went with offensive line, and then we went with Michael Carter in the third, which I didn't hate, to be honest. I don't like it. No? I want one of the big three. I've well, been so mindset well, on one the of the fact that you three. got him in the third after getting Michael Parsons and a legit o It feels like a Benny Snell thing. It just feels, it does. It really does. I mean, it does. Cause it it's... feels like a, you pushed your biggest need off a little bit just based on the best player being available, and it's going to come back to bite you. The defense will be great with Micah Parsons, but I just think it's going to come back to bite you. So ETN and Harris ETN are gone. Went Where to, did ETN go? ETN went to the Colts. I don't know. 21. If they, at 21. And then, That's the dumbest pick I've ever heard. Why yeah. in the world would the Colts pick Travis ETN? That I don't know. And then this it's one. Just, it's just, I think. That Jonathan so, Taylor and Naheem Hines battery ain't getting the job done in some Indy. of these mock drafts, they don't really do it based on team need. And then that's even more illustrated because Najee Harris went to the Arizona Cardinals. Well, I do think he well, did that makes need sense. him. I, I don't yeah, trust James Conner. You wanted, we, you ha- we wanted you to get Edmonds, too. I mean, we, yeah, you but have we, two there. But Edmonds is, a, is basically a Benny Snell 2.0, a little bit better. Yeah. But we were th- we were saying here with with James Conner and Benny Snell and Jalen Samuels and, and Anthony McFarland, we still want a Najee Harris, yeah. even yeah. if James Conner was coming I back. think the Cardinals have a Najee Harris-James Conner backfield. That's pretty yeah. formidable. Yeah. But uh, I would take Javante Williams. I'd reach. And At 45? Yeah. I don't um, think it's a reach. Is, is there really anybody else that fell in the well, first what about round? what about the offensive lineman? Can yeah, we see Tevin Jenkins, tackle from Oklahoma State. That's the best one left, the tackle. Unless yep. it's like Darius, unless it's like Darisaw yeah. who fell. No, or Cosme from yeah. Texas, but he's um, even gone. Wyatt, guard Wyatt Davis from I think Ohio you got to go Williams here. Center no. Creed Humphrey's still there from Oklahoma. That's the Steelers pick. That's the that Steelers, Steelers pick, pick right there, but I would still go Javante Williams right here. Okay. All right, let's go Javante. Like I don't. Said, I don't mind it. Like you said, Jacob, not really a reach, just because you are gambling against some pretty hefty odds if you right. want to wait to that second round for him. Like ninety nine percent of the time in these mock drafts, waiting to the second round, Williams is not there. Right. right. All right, we'll go with Javante Williams in it at twenty four. Pick is in. Oh boy, this thing's going. Okay, we're at fifty four. We're not taking any trades, so reject that from the Raiders. Reject that from. Jacksonville. Okay, we are on the clock. What positions would we like to look at here, fellows? Well, now I'm thinking tackle. 
Okay. What tackles are available still on your board, Kellen? Um, what are the best guys? Dylan Raddins from North Dakota State. That's not bad. Um, Jalen Mayfield, tackle from Michigan, still there, but he's the 70th overall prospect yeah, person at 55. A, that'd be a little bit of a reach. Um, guard, that's a 92 overall prospect. Ben Cleveland from Georgia, no thanks. Center, Landon Dickerson, still there from Bama, uh, 59th overall Is prospect. Quinn Meyer, still there. Quinn Minerts is not still there. He got uh, taken in the second uh, round. Wow. See, my bold Minerts, a bad day. Minerts went to Things the Patriots. Things aren't working out. My bold move in this draft was going to be Minerts in the third round. Like I thought that was going to be the that you know put a little happens. feather in my cap and say yeah. how how you doing? I got an offensive tackle in the second and Minerts in the third, but. Myers goes in the second a lot now, huh? Yeah, he's d- been yeah. really rising up boards. He really has. I mean, I, I don't think he's gonna. I I don't even know if he'd be there mid second. In the second at this round, point. He, mid second. Yeah, like at this point now, I think he's more of a, um, you know, an early second. Hell, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he'd be a first round pick, but he's trending upwards. There's no doubt. So, um, we got to make a pick here, boys. I, I mean, I guess the Dylan Radins is. I mean, prospect wise, need wise, he kind of just falls right to you here. Yeah, but yeah, you, also need, pick. you also need a center, though. You do, but with Minerts off the board, I, I just you know think what? Kellen's right. I'd pick a center. The tackles are more deep than the centers. You could get a Jalen Mayfield or a Spencer Brown in the next round. Okay. Or risk it. I would take Landon Dickerson because if Minerts isn't on the board and you right. don't want to wait, for I don't him hate in the third Dickerson. Round, I don't, I, hate, I don't hate him either. And All right. Look, after Dickerson, you've got Josh Myers from Ohio State. That's and a then big drop off. No one else in the top 100 right, right. as far as centers are concerned. After Radnitz, you still have guys like, like Mayfield, guys. Spencer Brown, Walker Little, Braden Christensen, Jackson Carmen. All those guys are still in yeah. the top 100 as far as tackles are concerned. So I'd pull the trigger on Dickerson. Here. Okay, cool. We got Dickerson at 55. Let's wait on this thing for it to load up. Now we're at 87. Let me reject a couple trades. Okay. Um, so we're on the clock at 87 here. Now what tackles made it through? Christensen's still there at uh, 88th overall prospect. Jackson Carmen from Clemson is okay. still there. And then those are the 88th and 95th um, mm. tackles, respectively. And then the next available one is Dante Smith from, Smith East, Carolina. from East Carolina at 110. So you're looking at Christensen and Carmen right now if you're going tackle. You got Correct. the guy who protected Zach Wilson, and you got the guy that protected Trevor Lawrence last mm-hmm. year. It's pretty, pretty nice. Not, not the worst guys to have available. Two to pretty you. big, two guys that had some pretty big jobs last year right. in college. Yes. What on the defensive side is still available though, Kellen? Do we have linebackers that have fallen or Let's cornerbacks see. kind of falling? Ooh, there are no linebackers available. I mean, we, the hundred. We did say that Micah Parsons got taken at a reasonable. He got taken at seventeenth by the Raiders. Yeah. Um, in this draft, um, no chance Gruden makes a pick that smart. <laughs> no, there's not many linebackers. They're at the 104th overall prospect. Corners all the way to 100 now. Um, safeties at 79. Um, I I don't know. Maybe you could turn. I mean, I'm not saying we have to do this, but just thinking off the top here, maybe you could take a safety and maybe convert him into corner. Uh, but you never really want to do that. They have bad track records just drafting corners. They do. As it I is. know. So, so how would they be trusted to draft a safety <laughs> I hear and turn him to corner? Um, it, uh, defensive tackle, Tommy Togai from Ohio State still there. Uh, Marlon Tapulutu from USC is still there. And then edge guys, 82 and 87 overall, Jordan Smith and Ellerson Smith. Um I don't know where you want to go here, boys, because this isn't exactly the greatest 
pole lineup. The um, defense has not fallen in any favorable way. No, so no I guess you got to take a tackle, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's who who do you want here? Do you want Christensen from BYU or do you want Carmen from from Clemson? I mean, I guess it just goes down to who do you like more. Um, I mean, well, let's look at the negatives right here for Brady Christensen. Lazy and late with his hands. He's not an overpowering run blocker. And he doesn't get much movement. He's his biggest strength is pass blocking. Well, guess what? The Steelers have a lot of pass blocking. Yeah, they you do. know they're they're yeah. pretty good as far as that's concerned. Jackson Carmine, his negative says he must do a better job sinking his butt at the line of scrimmage. He's marginally effective blocking in motion. Um, he's quick off the snap. Uh, he immediately gets his hands into the opponents. Whew. He's got violent punch. Keeps his feet moving. He has got lateral blocking off the edge. He stands out in pass protection, but he's not that bad at run protection either. Uh, I, I, he was a blind side protector for the number one overall pick this year in, in Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, he's got experience protecting an NFL quarterback. I, I would go with Jackson Carmen here. Okay. I think that the that's uh, you fine. Know, I think Clemson carries a little bit more cachet than BYU, and I'm sorry if I say that and if it's ignorant of me, but uh, you know, you look at quarterback. Yeah, you can find quarterbacks at any school, but I think the linemen at Clemson are always a little pretty bit much pretty yeah. good. It's I mean, kind of one of those schools part. where you'll take the pieces wherever you can find them. Yeah, and I, I think Jackson Carmen will be a good pick for the Steelers here. But now we've three picks in, and guys, that offense looks great. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. We got a good running back here. We got one of the big three running backs. And got we a got top a, 100 tackle. We too. got a potential starter at tackle and a potential starter at center. Okay, so but now sitting... the defense is really sitting Ooh. out there to dry, and honestly, now I think our hands are forced. We have to go defense here in the fourth round. Okay, what positions would you like me to look at here? Well, um, with defense, I think it's pretty clear that the cornerback position has kind of right. reared its head as the biggest need yeah. on that side of the ball now. I mean, we were just talking about how Robert Spillane versus Vince Williams is a healthy competition, but now with Justin Lane getting into some trouble, you, you have these guys fighting over the fourth spot, not really the starter, but... Yeah, I agree, Tom. Now, the guys prospect-wise that land around 128 are Ambry Thomas from Michigan. He is still there. And Keith Taylor from Washington. Taylor is not. So Keith Taylor's gone. Ambry Thomas from still Michigan. Still there. Uh, is DJ Daniel still there? DJ Daniel is still there. And there's no chance that a guy like Adebo or Trill Williams fell, right? Not a corner. So no, Ambry uh, Thomas is the best remaining corner. Ambry Thomas is the best corner. I'm just going to go to linebacker real quick. You're sitting at 140. And Monty Rice from Georgia, no thanks. Just looking at edge real quick. Patrick Jones from Pitt is still there, uh, 120. Um, Dalen James, 136 from Notre Dame. Just looking at safety really quick. Um, James Wiggins from Cincinnati, the 132 overall prospect. And Sean Wade, safety from Ohio State. Now, that one I don't hate, but I know you have more pressing needs, and I know that, you know, corners and is a um, is a tough, you know, it's a tough position right now because of everything going on with Justin Lane. I don't hate Sean Wade, but at the same time, if you would like to go pure corner, I'm cool with that, too. Let, let me read you a little something about Ambry Thomas from okay. Michigan, the corner. Sure. The best remaining corner on our board right now. Okay. The, the biggest negative is that he's he gets a little hesitant and that he's not a stout tackler. You know, what, mm. what corners are stout True. tacklers, True, that's though? fair. He's terrific with ball skills, though. And here's a little nugget that really made my eyebrows shoot up. Thomas was well on his way to becoming a top 45 pick off of the 2019 film before he chose to opt out last season due to COVID. He had some moments during the senior bowl practices and comes with outstanding size and athleticism as well as upside. I think you take a risk on a guy like this. and I don't know look, if it's really a risk. He fell to 128, but you might be getting a second round kind of player. Just yeah. And you know the reason why he fell is just because 
he didn't play last year and he's not Jamar Chase where you can sit out for an entire season and still go in the top five. But, you know, this might be a chance for the Steelers to get a little bit of a steal as far as, you know, the talent is concerned because, you know, maybe guys are just cold on this kid because he only his only real rep was from senior bowl practices in 2020. Mm -hmm. So I think Thomas would be a pretty good calculated risk to take. And, you know, if he turns out to be that top 45 level pick when you draft him in the fourth round, then all of a sudden you're doing something right. You've got maybe your, you know, nickel starter when Sutton bumps in is is Ambry Thomas on the outside. And I like the fact that they said he's got big size, that he's athletic. He's super fast. They said that when he does make mistakes, he's got good closing speed to make up for those mistakes. And the big thing, too, is the ball skills in the air. He's a ball hawk. He likes to make plays when that ball is in the air. And that's All something right. that the Steelers' defense is, is predicated on, is okay. making those plays. Let's take Ambry Thomas. You you've, you done a, you've, do, you've done a good job, Tom. I mean, at, that could be a steal. making the sell, yeah. So I, I like that. So Ambry Thomas at corner yep. with the fourth-round pick. So we're sitting at 140 now. Now we get another fourth-round yes. pick. And, again, probably needs to be used on that defensive side of the ball. I mentioned how uh, the, the safe, last the safety interests me because I yeah. gotta be honest with you, they don't have much depth. In no, safety. they don't. And I mentioned how I liked Sean Wade. Um, he was still he sitting went. there. Went the pick before us to the Baltimore just Ravens. Right there. Um, the safety from Cincinnati, James Wiggins, the one thirty-two prospect, is still there. I don't hate that. Any other positions you'd like me to look into? Um, edge is like one thirty-six. Dalen Hayes from Notre Dame. Cam Sample from Tulane. Um, linebackers, Monty Rice from Georgia, Garrett Wallow from TCU, 143 and 150. Um, I'm just looking here, just position-wise, wide receivers, you're at like 141. Tight ends, 165. No thanks. Um, and that really stinks that Sean Wade went right. Yeah, I mean, do you want to just take Wiggins? He's the 132 overall prospect. Um, and we were He's a prob- hard hitter. And if, if, if Wade was going to be there, we were probably going to go Wade here, right? I mean... So, I mean, I guess you take James I mean, Wiggins in his little blurb right up says he should thrive and flourish on special teams. And that's where he's going to play. Fine with me. There's two starters solidly yeah. in their feet are solidly on the ground. Edmonds and, and Fitzpatrick, as far as the starting jobs are concerned. And so. then if Edmonds leaves after this year, whatever you have, a, you know, I'll take a hard uh, I'll take a hard hitting safety in James Wiggins. Okay. who plays well on special. Let's teams. do it. Yeah, right. I think I'm cool with that. Way. Yeah, So we go vote. We we. We shore up that back secondary back, yeah. in the fourth round. Fifth Ooh. round, the Steelers do Man, not we don't, have a pick. Whew, we're just sitting here right watching. Now. So now we go all the way down to round six and pick number two, 16. Yep. So we've got a corner and a safety. We got our two linemen. And we got back. a running back. Now, inside linebacker was something that we thought needed depth more a week ago before the yeah. Williams trade. When you guys did right. your mock draft, you picked the linebacker, but that was only because Mike Parsons fell. That was a huge... Fell. <laughs> yeah. Never going to happen. You got, lucky. Never gonna happen. you got extremely lucky as far as the, the computer and I don't, simulation. And I don't remember, Kellen, did we go back to that position for the rest of the draft? No, I don't we didn't think touch so. it. Yeah. And why would you? Right. Because it's barely... I don't know if you barely need to touch it right now. You really but don't. But if you were to, I think it would be in this later round with pick sure. 200, a guy that now might not ready. even be guaranteed to make a team or something like that. But, but now you're ready. Um... You want inside guys? It looks like Justin Hilliard. I was looking at that too. I, linebacker I lo- I from love OSU. Taking, I love taking linebackers from schools like Ohio State. Um, yeah, it's just like how we took um, our guy from Clemson. Our, you, you just want to take as many pieces as you can from these bigger schools at, at their specialty positions because you see them dominate on all aspects of the field. I mean, 
it was not necessarily a no-brainer, but for us to take Carmen was really kind of an, an easy choice for us. And I, I think it's a good idea to go another Ohio State guy. I mean, also, not just going with a bigger school, but the Steelers love to draft from Ohio State. They love, love, love Ohio State. There's also The an biggest edge. problem with a lot of these linebackers that I'm reading right now is they don't have the speed. Yeah. They, a lot of them just have average speed, yeah. and their biggest weakness is they can't track ball carriers down from behind. Well, that's what you get when you're— Picking two sixteen, you're looking yeah. linebackers, you know. And there's also an edge from Ohio State, Jonathan Cooper, um, two seventeenth overall prospect. Um, and Hilliard's the two eighteenth. We're sitting at two sixteen. I, I mean, do you want to go Justin Hilliard here? Um, there's not really a whole lot. That edge rusher doesn't look great, Jonathan no. Cooper. To be honest with you, they just keeps saying he gets tied up too easily at the point by blocks. He's outpositioned a lot. He lacks the bulk. He doesn't possess speed. I mean, that's all. All of yeah, those yeah, just are not good as far as an edge rusher is concerned. But Hilliard's the best inside linebacker available right now. Yep, and is two eighteenth overall. We're sitting at two sixteen. Yeah. Okay, let's take Hilliard. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm Hilliard. not really doing jumping jacks. No, I'm, over, I'm just looking but... at all the guys that could be still there, like McDuffie, Britt, Johnson. Their, their weaknesses yeah. are all pretty much the same as Hilliard's. It's that lack of speed, that lack of size. So why not take the Ohio State yeah, guy? Yeah, I'm cool with that. That's and fine. Hilliard's only had one year of starting experience, so that might be yeah. I mean, it's a fifth-round pick, so or sixth-round pick, sixth I suppose. Pick, so, yeah. I mean, what do you really want? You know what I mean? I mean that's fine. True. Um, okay, so now we're at 245. Um, the best available player in the draft right now is a tight end from Kansas State. Love it. Briley Moore. I love it. Do you really? I feel like that's destiny that he's the best available right now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to make the team or, or, or really destiny or really push towards, you know, starting. But I mean, I guess you, you probably need to just have another ta- you tight need end. another tight end, and, and it's a seventh round pick. I mean, Do you yeah. say that because it's a late round pick from Kent State that. Kansas State. Kansas State. Oh, Kansas State. So I don't. What's the What's the destiny here then? Just the fact that the Steelers are so depleted at the tight end position, but not to the point where you need to use any of your significant picks on them. That it's just funny that you know that's a spot where you could add somebody. It's okay. the seventh round, and he just seems to be the best available prospect yeah. overall. Right. Cool. Let's sure. go with Briley Moore from Kansas State. Wow. At I thought you were saying it was fate because it was a Kent State guy. In a late round, going with like the James Harrison type narrative, but uh, sure, I mean, just because he was the best available, Briley Moore tight end, sure is a nice sized tight end with a well rounded game who bends his knees, starts with terrific <laughs> pad level, and he blocks <laughs> with leverage, baby. I don't hear any. I, I don't hear any negative about this guy. So I'm on. I'm just picking rounder. a guy that can catch the ball every once in a while, but mainly he's going to block. And if he wants to get picked in the seventh round by the Steelers, come into camp and yeah, work his butt cool off as it. a blocking tight end, there's a spot for you on the team, Bradley. Mm-hmm. So all right. I take Bradley Moore. One more yep. pick left for the 254. Pittsburgh Steelers. 254, seventh round pick. Where would you like to look? This is like the whatever pick, right? I mean, you really can't go wrong with a pick in this late in the draft. I know you could probably use it to fill out a need, but there's just never a guarantee that a guy who's picked here is even going to make the roster right. out of you know rookie camp. I mean, it's just yeah. – there's undrafted free agents that might make the team before they do. So Mm -hmm. it's just so hard when you're picking in the seventh round. Um, We got a running back, two linemen, Mm -hmm. pretty set as far as that's concerned. The tight end we just picked. We got the uh, inside linebacker, a safety, a corner. There's a lot of depth that we've uh, established and filled out here. So uh, I guess if you wanted to go depth, 
Maybe you take an edge rusher. At That's where I was looking, overall, actually. With that um, 254 overall. And Malcolm Kuntz from Buffalo, Buffalo. Um, is still there. He's a 241 overall prospect. We're sitting at 254 right now with our pick. Um, and then the next available edge guy is Taron Jackson, edge guy from Coastal. Carolina. Mm, not really the biggest uh, blue bloods of schools as far no, as dead rushers are. No. Playing. And then the next available guy is uh, Chris Garrett, 306 from Concordia State or St. Paul. No idea where that is. Well, Taron Jackson's ceiling, according to this, is as a serviceable backup at the next level. They said Coons, he's, you mean? No, this is Jackson. Oh, this is Jackson. Coastal Carolina. Okay. Uh, they said he lacks the size to play D tackle but he lacks the quickness and speed to play defensive end. So he's kind of stuck in the middle there. No, thank you. What and about Kuntz? Kuntz, there he is, Malcolm Kuntz from Buffalo. Uh, possesses more sharp burst speed, but he's ineffective from pursuing the action from the backside, uh, and he gets outpositioned by larger offensive linemen, which in the NFL, they're, Everybody's all, they're all larger offensive linemen. Um, um, they do say he's a bit of a hidden gem, though, as, a, as an edge rusher. Uh, he plays bigger than he's listed. He's got and he's faster than his speed was timed. Um, he can be used standing over tackle or occasionally out of a three point stance. And they do project that if he's used properly, Kuntz could make an NFL roster. And Keith Butler and the Steelers defense use guys to their best abilities. I think I don't well, think anybody's playing out of position. In fact, they put guys in positions that benefit them even more. So see Mike Hilton. Yeah, I agree. Um, and looking at the best available, he is the best available as we sit right now. I mean, once you get into like the fifth, you know, even hell, sometimes late fourth, it just goes best available at that point in right. time. So, and especially that we're even beyond that point. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're at the back. end of the we're draft here. here. Um, yeah, let's just go with Koontz, I guess, um, the edge from Buffalo. I so agree. that will round it out. Um, that's all seven. Let me run through it. Let me hear the um, first pick in the first round was Javante Williams. Running back from North Carolina. In the second round, Landon Dickerson, center from Alabama. That's a nice pick. In the third round, Jackson Carmen, tackle from Clemson. Now that might be the best pick. You That's so? that might, pretty good. Just it may be. be the best value pick. He yeah. might be the one that starts more than Landon Dickerson. Maybe. Yeah. Just because of the tackle versus. And he yeah. was coming from Clemson. Maybe. Yeah. Although Dickerson's coming from Alabama. So. In yeah, the. Bama and Clemson on that <laughs> line. You got to love you it. That's pretty it. good. Um, in the fourth round, Ambry Thomas, corner from Michigan. Smart pick. Fifth round, James Wiggins, safety from Cincinnati. And then uh, sixth, Justin Hilliard, linebacker, Ohio State. Er, oh, wait, I guess this uh, Ambry Thomas and Wiggins are both fourth round picks. Fourth round picks right. In the fifth round was Justin Hilliard, linebacker from Ohio no State. Fifth round pick. He was a sixth, or sixth round, round pick. Yeah, right. Sorry. And then another sixth round pick. Was, yep. Briley then, Moore, tight end, yep. Kansas State. Um, faded. Yeah, and then lastly, Malcolm Kuntz, edge from Buffalo. The Ambry Thomas pick kind of reminds me of a potential Terrell Edmonds pick, where and now Edmonds was reached on. Now it's kind yeah. of opposite because it's Edmonds the it's the kind of opposite, yeah. fell in the draft process. Although, no, it's kind of the same. Edmonds kind of fell in the draft process because of his injury his last okay. season. Steelers still picked him in the first round based on his tape from the year before that. Ambry Thomas is falling in this draft because he decided to opt out last right. season. Maybe the Steelers reach just a little bit on him and grab him and, and potentially have a starter uh, who is a second-round talent that just happened to be there in the fourth mm -hmm. round. So maybe the Steelers get lucky there, but I think they did a good job drafting that. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean, that was a solid. Every need was really filled. We've just been getting better and better at this. 
And let's see if if that is how the draft actually played out. I'd be very happy. Steelers yeah. radio the on Friday after or, or the Monday after right. all the draft is done. There there's gonna be a plus is going barely around. room for criticism. Yeah. I mean barely room for criticism. Obviously the players might not pan out, but as far as drafting the potential and the need, we absolutely nailed it there. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. If you want more Steelers Standard, don't worry. You can always check out all our podcasts at Steelers.com, or you can download and subscribe to them at Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you next time, folks. Thanks, as always, for listening to Steelers Standard.